Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, What's up, everybody? It is a Monday. Ham is live on the tube. And uh, also maybe coming to you on the podcast. However you're listening to this, it's great to have you. If you're watching it, thank you. YouTube, hit that like button. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. The uh, subscriber base continues to grow. We appreciate you helping it grow. And uh, check out the podcast down in the description below if you're watching the YouTube. File in the Apple iTunes. We need some questions for the mailbags. Because, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's summer months, guys. There's, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, not shit is going on. I haven't noticed, John. <laughs> Uh, so fire in those uh, those mailbag questions into our Apple iTunes, uh, the podcast down below in the description. If you're listening to this, you guys know the deal. Fire, uh, send those podcasts wherever to your friends, your enemies, share it with your people. You guys know the drill. Yep. And uh, I think that's all the uh, all the promotion there. I gave my dad some Buck Mason uh, for uh, Father's Day. Loved it. So uh, that's just an aside. They're not paying for the week, but uh, I just wanted to point that out. Anybody that did it knows... Um, those it went well. So, yeah. Get after it. I saw middle call. You were uh, no free ads, guy. No free. Ads. No, no free ads. I know. Except where did you play golf? They didn't pay you, but. Well, I paid them and I quit on hole 16 because it was so fucking slow. Uh, Bodega Harbor. It's actually an incredible public course just because it's right on the water. And it's kind of like a British Open link style. It's, mm. it's cool. I, I played there a long time ago when I was young, but me and my brother went out with these two old guys because, of course, a public course, they pair with other people, and we left them about whole six because they were so slow. Blue collar. More. Yeah, we, we just had enough. Like, I'm not I'm not playing a 15-hour round. Uh, the views are great. The, the pace of play could use a little help. <laughs> what's uh, what's the movie um, where uh, Jason Siegel is, uh, is, like, the best friend? He's, like, looking for a best man. Jason Siegel's his best man. Paul Rudd is the guy and uh, Jason Siegel's his boy or like he meets him. He doesn't know who he doesn't have any friends. So he needs a best. I love man. you, man. I love you, man. Such a good movie. You've seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. Probably a while. Yeah. So I, it's always dicey when someone says to me, have you seen it? It's like, yeah, I've seen it, but I don't remember. But uh, there's a scene where Jason Siegel were, were uh, Paul Rudd, his fiance, his fiance brings a friend for Jason Siegel and the four of them go golfing. And the friend is god awful, absolutely terrible, absolutely terrible. And there's some guy right on their ass, and he's like, "Pace of play, pace of play, pace of play. Let's go, let's get these ladies moving." And Jason Siegel's like, "Just calm down." And then the the friend hits a golf ball that hits Jason Siegel in the shin, and he just starts screaming, "This is my nightmare!" <laughs> but the pace of play always sticks with me. The pace of play, pace of play, slapping the base. I, I like the Matt, Fitz, Matt Fitzpatrick. He hits and he goes. He hits and he goes. Like let's just let's keep it moving, people. I mean, we Bro. got these old these old fucking people take so long. Uh, drives me nuts. But it's not just old people. I mean, who was uh, Rory was complaining after Friday's round at the U.S. Open about the group in front of him, right? But but there when there when you have a short par four, it's just a natural close. There's a hole at Bodega Harbor 
where you have to park your cart after it's a par four and you have to take, you can only go like 50 yards. You have to walk to the fairway. You got to walk to the green. You also have to take your second, the next hole, hole 17, because then you hit it up a hill. It it was a disaster. So we left. (laughs) Started drinking. Did you hit any shots like, uh, how about the John Rom bunker Saturday? How about leaving the course Last hole of the day, doing what John Ron did, and uh, I didn't see what Saturday. he did, but he du- he doubled eighteen, correct? Yeah, so he's in the bunker. He catches the one right, the one right before the green. Uh, no, I mean it was well down. He had to get it up over the lip, and and had to carry it. It wasn't very. I, I mean, I'm saying he was in the bunker, like at the front of the green that you got to carry to get to the green. You know that whole when you say front, how many how many yards out you talking? Like well, I, I'm saying it's connected to the green. But it's right in front, so if you don't carry it, you go in the green. I I thought he had like a fair distance. I thought it was like a fairway bunker. I don't think it was. Oh, like well, there is the fairway him. bunker that Fitzpatrick went in as well. Yeah. So Rom is in a fairway bunker because he had, I don't know what club he was hitting, maybe a seven iron or something. I, yeah. I think the fairway bunker is like 165 away from the green. Okay. So for him, it's probably a pitching wedge, but uh, he, he catches a little thin, catches the lip. It just comes right back down to the same spot. Almost went in his foot mark, you know. What did he do? Snap? No, he actually held it together, got it up. I think did he bogey or double bogey the last hole? I think he he doubled. He doubled, so not ideal. (laughs) Fell out of the tie for the lead, but kept his cool, John. In that moment in time, it's one you can't lose your cool on eighteen on Saturday. You had a lot of golf left. Yeah, you can lose. You see the Grayson Murray. uh, He's the him and Kevin Na are like mortal enemies. (laughs) He threw a putter yesterday. He snapped his wedge. He, he, He he had a he had a meltdown. Yeah. Not familiar with Grayson Murray. Uh, why are he and Kevin I'm not? not I'm not really either. I just know that him and Kevin Na hate each other. And Grayson Murray, Kevin Na said something to him on social media. Then Grayson Murray said, if you're serious, we can legitimately fight. And Kevin Na stopped. The U.S. Open put their lockers together at uh, at Grayson Murray. What's his deal? Where's he's he kind from? of a no name. I mean, he's a fringe, you know, top 150 type guy. Kevin Knott is better, but I think this is supposed to be some tough guy. I, I I don't know much about him besides that he threatened to beat him up on the range. Grayson Murray attended Wake Forest and East Carolina and Arizona State. <laughs> yeah, so I, he's he's had the up and down career. You know, Patrick Reed attended some colleges, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Augusta State was the or Georgia to Augusta State. Is that what it was? Yeah, started at Georgia, ended up at Augusta State. Now he's in live. What do you think about uh, we as we record this or do this live, depending how you're watching it? The Warriors parade is uh, still going on. <laughs> I got to tell you, at first, for people who weren't following the parade, uh, they did the speeches beforehand, which I've I've not. I guess somebody said they did that in 2018. I've not really remember it or seen that before. I think it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Draymond was plenty drunk for the pre-race speeches. You didn't need to wait post parade for uh, everybody to talk. I thought he was sober pre. You thought? I thought they were. I, I thought they were all sober on stage, I, and I think that was the goal. Because that, you, you right. that was the goal, and I also think I wouldn't. I would guess if you were those guys, you're like, guys, we don't want to do a three hour parade and then get up on the stage and talk. If you're the guys, you're probably like, we don't. Can we do it beforehand and then just leave after the parade? I think it's the, the move sun, when you've won. Se- I think it's the move champagne. when you've won several. Yeah. You know, because you want to go party after it ends. Or maybe the party. I mean, I, I as of recording this, it's one forty-five in the afternoon on Monday. Draymond is blacked out. 
He was Gary Payton destroyed. I mean, these guys. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson had a uh, had like a tube around it, like a like a, you'd wear in a pool. He like lifted somebody out of the crowd and just brought him into the parade with him. You see that? Yeah. He's from the Bay. Yeah, he might might be his buddy. Might be. Yeah, I think you're drinking and you're baking in the sun. I could see that you just exhausted at the end of this thing. You don't want to do speeches afterwards. I wonder if they had that idea and it worked out well and they'll never go back to it. And honestly, I thought you might kind of like, oh, it kind of sucks for the fans, but I I don't think you really lose much. because I, I don't think it matters. You don't really hear, I don't think that well, when it's like a huge speeches. You don't, it's hard to, if you've ever been in one of those situations, you can't really hear everything that's being said. Jokes go over your head. You know, the more you drink, just the, the better the odds that something uncomfortable happens. Yeah. So. I mean, it was getting pretty uncomfortable with Draymond dropping f bombs on that on TV. I guess not national TV, but local TV. But we've reached the like, point twenty twenty two. You don't even apologize for it. You, you know, it used to be like, uh, folks, we uh, we apologize for uh, that language, but it doesn't even happen anymore. I, I've always thought it was pretty stupid that you had to. I get it, old school, but it's like, come on, what, what are we doing? And in fairness to Draymond, because a lot of people on the internet are crushing him because of what happened. Well, Portnoy specifically, the, he was the only guy. Who said he had no problem with it? It was his mom. It was Kerr. It was Clay. Draymond not only had no issue with it. He's like, I'm glad my kid heard it. Even though I think his kid's like two. I don't know how he's going to remember. Got a couple. Yeah. I was, just, I was just around a two and a half year old. He doesn't remember what happened three minutes ago. But trust me, they remember won't words. Be faced. <laughs> yeah, they did they remember words. Yeah. The, the highlight for me was uh, Clay. Did you catch any of Clay Instagram live on his boat on the way in? I saw his hat flew off. Isn't that uh, bad for the environment? Uh, probably. Yeah. But he had the captain's hat that he threw on pretty crazy, man. Like uh, Bob Fitzgerald, the uh, TV voice of the Warriors started the parade by saying, I told you people, however many years ago, you don't get that many of these. And then he said, I guess I was lying. It's a lot of parades Four parades is a lot of parades in a, with the same group, basically. Well, four parades in basically six years is pretty incredible, right? I mean, when was their first championship? 15? 15. So seven years? Five, four parades, seven years? 2021, 22, eight, eight, I guess eight seasons, but yeah. It's eight seasons? Oh, yeah, I guess. It's always, that math is always a little funky, but. It doesn't feel that long, though, does it? No. Eight seasons? 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I guess because this is 22. Yeah, this is 22. Was what year? 15? Yeah, that's June 17th, 2015, this one. So, I mean, it's just a lot of championships. Wedding gift from Middlecoff. For the fellas. Yeah, that looks pretty good. I it does look good. take that myself. I got to hang it. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, and, and you know, it's the the – I don't know if you've noticed the last few days – I, I don't want I, I think it's pretty reasonable, but like the conversation has already pretty quickly turned to like, could this team be better next year? <laughs> Which is hard to do after you've won a championship. But I do think I I haven't we we were talking about the odds the other day. I mean, if not the favorites, they'll be one of the favorites. Now Kyrie to the Lakers could change that, John. But guy, they don't need to be better. They just need to be equally as good and have they have a very, very good chance to win it all. That's all that matters. As long as they got like this is yeah. their squad, fuck, watch out. Wiggins as good again, right? Pool maybe a little better. Kuminga, but all the young guys are going to be dramatically better, right? Kuminga. Well, uh, I mean, I, it's you know what's crazy about seat bat about seasons is it's June twentieth right now today as we do this. Their parade day is June twentieth. 
they're going to play their first preseason game July, August, September, what, in like four months? Yeah. So, I mean, Kaminga, better. Moody, better. Wiseman, we'll see. Well, it takes he, he time, be right? Like, he just has to play. Yeah, right? exactly. Just has to play. And really, I think today, this was a great example this year of just being around the basket, being athletic, being a rebounder, getting some tip-ins. You don't need that much from Wiseman. Maybe no. this takes the pressure off him a little bit. But, but health is, you know, unpredictable. For sure. I, I mean, I think they're going to be... I think they're going to be better. They they have literally everyone coming back and young guys that will just naturally improve. Yeah, and I think Clay will be better. I think he's the guy I'm banking on being better. Like he didn't. Be, like put, we talked about he didn't start the season. That's how recently he was hurt. He did not start this season. But they were like eighteen and two without him. Remember, and Jordan Poole was averaging. Like yeah, they were on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we saw by the time you got to the championship, you still need Clay Thompson. Well, one hundred you. You need them all for the play. To me, Draymond's the guy that kind of gets to like ease into next year, right? They're not riding him. That's to me where Kaminga and Wiseman come in. You just throw their bodies a lot against the uh, the Charlottes and the Magics and the you know the the, the Randos. Kenny Atkinson was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Kenny Atkinson was like, like, "Kenny's taking the job." Then Kenny's like, "Now that I've thought about it, well, he got the Joe Lake of Bob Kraft, Josh McDaniels treatment, right?" Well, Kenny. Uh, we don't want to lose all of our coaches. I know we're paying you like two million. How about three and a half? And um, you want a couple of Mercedes? Oh, oh, you don't want to pay for your kids' private school? I got that as well. Like he he got a sweetheart deal, did he not? Uh, I w- I gotta think so. <laughs> Especially that Mike's left, right? Mike had to be making a pretty penny. I saw Kerr interview with like I guess I almost said Ross, but fuck, I you know I don't Kareth- know one of their. No, not even her. Just someone that no one's heard of. No offense to who I'm talking about, but I, you know, they got a <laughs> low budget crew going. Well, they got on there, they got you know? NBC. They got the the news people on this coverage as well. Oh, the, okay, that's where I don't recognize it. So probably people. not low budget at all. The opposite, probably very. Expensive. That's true. One thing Kerr said is like, he's like, in fairness, you interview during the playoffs. You got a lot going on. You can't yeah. really factor it in. His kid started begging him to stay. You know, because this would have been like his third job in three years. And I'm sure Lakeham's like, hey, I'll double your salary. He's like, I'm out, Michael. Michael's like, yeah, I don't even care anyway. I'm playing golf. <laughs> like, do you think Michael even cares that much? It doesn't. Michael went from feeling like he was a part of the Bobcats to now it feels like Michael's much more enjoying his life than a huge part of basketball. Do you think he's That's just given up like on being competitive? Yeah, maybe he tried and he realized like so much is out of his control. He might as well just play unlimited golf and go on yachts and have fun. Show up for buddies. only home games, a few of them. Does it feel like he even shows up to that many? He lives in Florida. He doesn't even live there. Well, was it the play? Were they in the playing game this year? What was the deal? Remember, they played a game on the road. You and I were talking about it. Like, is MJ there? Was it New Orleans? Did they play like a game in New Orleans or something like no, that? No, they played uh they played the Cavs. He was I don't think he was there. I don't think he was either. They got destroyed in one game. I think they won the play-in game and then they lost by like 50 to get into the playoffs. Michael would have, if he was there, would have left at halftime. On 16 before to, to make it to the tee, first tee? Yeah, probably. Wouldn't even bother the halftime speech? No. Yeah. Parade looks packed, by the way. I just glanced at it. Uh, a lot of people. The, the one thing, though, is the streets are tight. So, you know, you just you only have room for three or four deep. Uh, I mean, I'm not, you, I'm not you have it on right now. No, I don't. It is sw- people are swarmed. They're like in the street around the bus. Like I don't know how the bus is going to get anywhere. 
Yeah, I feel like security wasn't that locked in on this one. I did see a lot of people in the streets, like on the other side of the wrong side of the barricade. You know, like if there's ropes, they're they're on the side where the players are. Yeah. The players are not supposed to get off the bus. They're off the bus in five minutes. <laughs> GP2 shirt off immediately. Yeah. One thing, I don't know if you walk. heard the comment once. Somebody was like, you know, Bob Myers, like Monta Vista High School in Danville. Bob always makes sure to bring the trophy by his old high school. I, I think that I think that was the high school. Yeah, th- well, he's definitely from Danville. Is it so, Monta I mean, Vista? Is that the high school? Yeah, that's what, yeah. Like Bob always brings the trophy by Monta Vista. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because picnics, water skiing, baseball games, summer festivals, they're all even better with a great night, great night's sleep. John Sleep Number's 40. I'm at a 55. I actually had the thought on Sunday. One of my goals for the next two weeks, John, just get my sleep back on track. Sleep IQ data shows sleepers who use their 360 smart bed technology. Uh, they get almost 30 minutes more of restful sleep per night. That's 170 hours per year. Right now, go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Guy, yeah, the key is, and I struggle with this, especially on the weekends, to stick to a regular wake-up time and bedtime mm-hmm. as much as possible. Get natural sunlight. Sound machines and blackout curtains can be helpful, especially for kids. You got to, you know, we little David, he's got the he's got the sound machine. It goes bzzz, like wind, uh, knocks him out. Though you got to stay cool. I love keeping. I saw someone say, if you don't have your house the AC set in the sixties, I, I will not come over. I, I'm in agreement <laughs> with that. My, my, mine stays at highest about sixty nine. Sometimes dips to sixty seven. Uh, so listen, you and I have been sleep number loyalists for a long time. Sleep number. We just, I mean, I, I've been sleeping great. You've been sleeping great for years. So why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because every great day starts with a great night of sleep. That's right. Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Get it. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, 
promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How about this, John? Uh, this made its way around the uh, internet on Monday. PFF ranked its best offensive play callers in the NFL. Number one. Big Red. Big Red. One of the best nicknames in the game. Andy Reid. Number two, Kellen Moore. Number three, Byron Leftwich. Number four, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, five, Matt LaFleur at six. Hmm. Say it's safe to say that Eric Eager of PFF uh, got attacked like by eight million John Wicks on the internet. It was uh, people were coming fast and furious from every angle. Legitimate people, players. I saw. I mean, fans, cowboy fans called the guy an idiot. <laughs> I had. A, I saw a ton. I follow several like. You know, I, I wouldn't. I don't even know comedians. Just people that just do shit, but they're cowboy people. Yeah, and yeah. they ha- they were pissed off. Scooter they were Magruder, offended. Scooter Magruder yeah, was pissed. Yeah, he was offended by putting Kellen Moore at number two. And I, I, I it's hard for me to blame him. And you and I, I would say, are Kellen Moore fans, like what he represents. And I'm rooting for his career to go places. I mean, it already has. I mean, he's Jerry Jones's right hand man, basically. But th- it's. It's offensive as a football fan to put him number two. Like, that's a joke. And I'd even argue, I mean, Byron Leftwich seems insane to put him at three. Honestly. Like, number one, set in stone, not arguable. He would have been there no matter what. Uh, and I guess Sean Payton would have been on this list. He's just no longer eligible because he's yep. retired. <laughs> Probably for a long time, this list was Andy and Sean, one and two. Payton. Right? I'd even say, like, you know... Where's Josh McDaniels? Yeah, I think Josh McDaniels is a top six play caller. Some, <laughs> yeah. so I talked to somebody the other day who told me they thought he was top three. Um, and there's a lot of metrics, but ultimately you guys, like you're trying to win. And regular season wins is not what we're talking about here, right? Putting up but, numbers but in the regular it, season is not what makes you a great offensive coordinator. How do you compare Andy, Kyle, Sean, and LaFleur to two guys that don't aren't head coaches. 
Like I'd argue, I'd argue that alone would give them the bump over. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I to me, if you've been a four year like Kyle Shanahan when he was an offensive coordinator, probably would have been on this list, right? When he yes, was he working for the Falcons. So I don't think not being a head coach should necessarily knock you down it. But you know, I isn't it more impressive though when you are and you're having success? Well, yeah, it is. Guys? It is. But I think Kyle, like. Kyle might have been in the same spot. Hell, Kyle might have been one spot higher when he was the offensive coordinator. So I agree with you that it is. But I think on the basic level, you just go, all right, we go head to head. Who has the better play play caller today? Chiefs, Cowboys, who's got the better play caller? Cowboys, Niners, who's got the better play caller, right? And I think if you said Kellen Moore's the head coach or Kyle Shanahan's the OC, even in that scenario, I'd still have to have Kyle Shanahan ahead of both Kellen and Byron. Okay, let's let's take these six guys. And every team in the NFL, there's a draft. So, like, the draft order that just happened. Jags, Lions, Texans. And they it's a coaching draft. And they're all free agents. And it's all offensive guys. So, none of the de- you can't draft a defensive coach. It's, it starts with these guys and the other offensive coaches. I think it's fair to say Andy would just be the most easiest choice, right? He's done it the longest resume. He would go one. He might not. I mean, depending on who the GM was. You could justify taking another guy, but let's just say for argument's sake, he goes number one, right? You, you know, immediately you get a head coach, you get a play caller, his resume. There is no chance on God's green earth if you need an offensive play caller that Kellen Moore, Byron Leftwich, like, the, listen, I would take Kyle over Sean, but if you if I had Sean, I wouldn't be mad. Like, one of those two guys is going number two, right? And then the other guy is going three. If you just gave all the GMs the choices, correct? Yeah. And I think Sean might go too. I think he probably would. Now, the one thing you'd argue if you draft third and took Shanahan, you'd be like, well, my guy's four and eight against Sean. He won six in a row before Sean beat him in the NFC Championship game. And McVay's won a Super Bowl. And you could absolutely argue who's Sean. four and eight? Kyle is, or I guess Sean is four, four and seven. Sorry, four and seven against Kyle. Gotcha. Does the, does this, does the four, I guess it's four, four being win. the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Gotcha. Which, you know, pretty big game. Big game. Big game. Kyle had won six straight. Kyle had been kicking game. his ass. Kyle had been kicking his ass. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. Being a head coach does factor in and give you an advantage. But even if you broke it down, you said all you're just drafting court play callers. Let's say none of these guys get to be a head coach. You're just taking the play caller. You wouldn't take Kellen, too. And you wouldn't take Byron Leftwich, three. No. I mean, I, I, think that, I think I think Lafleur would easily be chosen now with his resume and dealing with Aaron. But even just like implementing a run game, you would say their team on offense is very physical. He, he's proven he to me has the most questions between Sean and Kyle because now we've seen Kyle win with Jimmy, Sean won with Jared Goff. You know, Lafleur, and it's not his fault. You know, it's like looking back, that Packer job was pretty good, right? Yeah. Like, you, who, who gets to take over a job with Aaron Rodgers at 34 years old? Yeah, no, not many people do, but at the same Hackett time... with Russell, maybe? We'll it's see. not... Just like Hackett with Russell, it's not automatic that it works. Now, I think with Aaron, Aaron is better than Russell, and right now he's definitely better than Russell. Like, his peak is better and his current state is better, and his career is just better, but you know, you could argue what Matt LaFleur did with Aaron, getting Aaron to buy in, is one of the most like I can't teach you that skill really, right? I can kind of teach you the Shanahan offense. I can't. Most head coaches probably don't have 
the ability to be firm. Aaron, we're changing things. This is how we're doing it. But also, Aaron, I want to work with you. Just getting Aaron Rodgers on paper sounds amazing, but it it clearly is is a challenge. It's worth now it pays off. It's work you should put in because you benefit from having him as your quarterback. Again, that's not a play caller thing, but I do think that's a pretty every time we have the conversation about, well, how good is Matt LaFleur really because he has Aaron? Yeah, well, the the stuff he did to get Aaron to buy in is a pretty unique coach quality that he should get credit for, even though we haven't gotten to see him without Aaron as his starting quarterback. Yeah. I, I think all three guys, and it's Andy's greatest quality, right? I mean, beside like the scheme and the coaching, but just he's great with players. I mean, it's like an elite skill. He's beloved by his players. I do think Kyle McVeigh clearly have that. And I think LaFleur, what he proved dealing with the weird shit with with Aaron for 12 months, right? He wanted to quit. He wanted to retire. He hated Gudikins handling that whole situation. Then by the end, after Aaron won his second MVP, remember the night before the Super Bowl, and Aaron pointed at him how much, like, I appreciate you. It was like, yeah, that's pretty impressive to figure just to get that guy. Because you would say ultimately, like, dealing with Ramsey, dealing with Debo, probably easier than just just ultimately than dealing with Aaron, you know? And he figured it out, which you and I bullshit a little bit before we came on. If we had to rank the three guys how they would deal with Aaron – if I had to bet on one button heads with him the most, it would be Kyle. I think yes. it'd be a lock. Yes. <laughs> McVay would probably be just tailor-made. They would get along. They'd figure it out. I Maybe, honestly, LaFleur, because LaFleur is like a mixture of them both, right? He's this good-looking guy, but he also, also has like a little asshole to him. I saw you know, like the week before their mandatory minicamp, I think they had the worst attendance in the league, you know, just like, even their versions of like Armsteads and Jimmy, nobody showed up. And it makes sense, right? Middle of nowhere, stars aren't showing up. The other veterans are like, fuck this, not voluntary. I'm staying wherever I'm living. And he was pissed. He's like, what's the point of this? Like, And in fairness, like he's investing his time. Where are his guys? What's going on? And he, I saw that like Nagler and some people were like, he's losing it. In fairness, like I don't even blame him. But like, especially uh, you're so close to winning a championship, guys. It takes every little (laughs) ounce of us, right? It's a tricky situation. It's not. The Niners are a massive brand, but being that, I mean, he's the head coach of like the equivalent of like Alabama football or something. Like just that, be the Green Bay Packers. Like it's not an easy job. No, no. McCarthy never would have lasted as long as he did if he didn't rattle off that Super Bowl like year four of his career, right? The last five years of McCarthy, even a couple of those were successful. It was like, well, but you you bank that Super Bowl win gives you a little time, right? Gives you a lot of time, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Speaking of time, like Kellen Moore's part of this to me is Kellen Moore's been an offensive coordinator for three years. Uh, Byron Leftwich been an offensive coordinator for three years. Um, so uh, you know, and Byron was the OC for an offensive head coach, right, with Bruce. Bruce is not exactly a hands-off guy. So this is a big year for Byron now getting the offense all truly all to himself. Although I'm not saying he wasn't the play caller. He was. But was it, wasn't part of the rumors Same with why Kellen. Bruce... Same with Kellen. But what, what wasn't part of the rumors why uh, Bruce had to go is because like him and Brady would work all week and then he would get involved later in the week. Arians, that is. And like, yeah. oh, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do this. So let's well, not act like you you know for a fact it's Kyle McVay and LaFleur show. Andy, kind of unique, gives it off every once in a while. But at any moment, it's Andy Reid's offense and Andy Reid's baby. 
Right. 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 Kellen, the same deal with McCarthy, right? McCarthy went into the lab for a year to just come back and let Kellen do whatever he wants. Well, Jerry told him you not Kellen Stan. We're paying Kellen like an associate head coach, Mike. So uh, get out of the way. I think it's I think play callers are kind of like closers. You know, my theory on closers is always I don't care what a national person has to say about my team's closer. If I watch him every day, I don't care what the numbers say. Oh, he's got a 202 ERA and he's hasn't blown a save in three weeks. It's like, yeah, man, I'm the fan. I watch him every day. I know what it feels like when he comes out of that bullpen. Brian Wilson was terrifying and he was an all star, but he was terrifying. Right. And I think play callers are kind of the same way. Like the fans know in the biggest moments, you can put up numbers over the course of 17 games. Do I really trust you? And that's not science. That's not, you know, there are a million ways to measure things that matter. Numbers matter. But the idea that like Kellen Moore and Byron Leftwich could be ahead of these three guys that have done it repeatedly in massive games, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay specifically, and obviously Andy have gone toe to toe with some of the best defensive coordinators in the game repeatedly. Like, okay, we've played three times. We're going to do it again. Who's made the adjustments. And those guys have proven repeatedly that they can fight in heavyweight fights. And Kellen Moore just has not proven that. Maybe he can, maybe he will. Maybe he'll be a head coach soon and call him plays. But the idea that he's on that level with those guys based on how many big-time fights we've seen them in, I, I just I don't buy it. Well, guy, in a playoff game, as a favorite, D'Amico Ryans took him to the shed. Took him to the shed. If it wasn't for a Jimmy Garoppolo pick six, they struggled to score double-digit points there for a long time in that game. At home. At home. Yeah. At home as a favorite. When you have firepower, supposedly, right, CD, Amari, Schultz, who got franchised. I mean, they, they they have a high-priced offense. There's no – their quarterback makes $40 million. Say what you want. Like, he's been a Pro Bowl guy. And now, I mean, I, I don't put that all on Kellen. He had his physical limitations or his physical limitations. But that game, like, when it mattered the most. Like, at the end of the day, Matt LaFleur has only been an offensive coordinator for four seasons. The guy calling the plays. He had the one year in Tennessee and then three in Green Bay. Kyle – McVeigh is now he has five and then a couple years under Jay. But even that was like, you know, Jay was the offensive coordinator. So Jay, even I, I've heard, remember when Kyle went or McVeigh used to talk about like the stories with Schrager last year on his podcast. A lot of guys jumped into the podcast game over the last couple of years. But uh, McVeigh was like, I'm in for one year and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. I don't think so either. <laughs> he's, McVeigh's drunk somewhere on a beach. Uh, Kyle's been the offensive coordinator beside Andy by far the longest on that list. Yeah. So part of it's like I've done it like multiple organizations with multiple different quarterbacks, running guys, pocket guys, stiff guys. Like I, you've seen it all. But the court, the defensive guys have seen me several times too, right? That's the other part of it. Yeah. We've seen Byron and Kellen with one quarterback each, right? Basically. Uh, yeah. Because Bruce in Arizona was always the play caller. Now Byron, I think, was on his staff. Like as a Byron had like coach. an interim OC job one year. I, I do think it's going to be interesting to watch for the first true time, right? Him and Bowles, like it, it's going to be his baby with Tom. Yeah. But is it going to be hard for him to get a bunch of credit with Thomas? Brady? It will be. But but in the end, like Tom, despite his efforts, isn't going to play forever. But when Tom retires, Byron's going to have a hell of a resume of having just coached in some big games against big time defenses. And um, I think we'll have a pretty good feel for him at that point in time, even without time. I'm more but, confident that Leftwich becomes a head coach before Kellen Moore. 
And I wouldn't have said that a year ago, but I agree with you now. He almost became a head coach this year. Remember the Jags? Turned it down, yeah. Don't you feel that Leftwich more than likely is a head coach next year? I'd yeah, almost bet I mean, on him I, over D'Amico just on the fact that he's an offensive guy and a, I can and see a quarterback. Leftwich, it might be right that Leftwich, depending on what Tom does, if Tom's one and done or whatever, but Leftwich kind of might be in the Shanahan boat when Shanahan was a coordinator of, I get to pick my job, and if I don't like anything that's out there, I'm not going to take a job. Dolphins next year with Tom? Where does Mike go? Back to San Francisco? Well, if he goes to Miami, Mike would be in trouble, right? Depending on how their season goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I as crazy as it sounds, feels like there's a 50-50 chance Mike's one and done, depending on Tom, because of Tom. If Tom wants to play one year for Stephen Ross, he's going to go there, and he's going to get to pick his coach. And Stephen Ross has an unlimited amount of money. They'll pay Mike to go away. That place is not uh, Mr. Stability, right? No. I don't blame him for taking it. His money's guaranteed, but he better make the playoffs this year. <laughs> and I don't think he's going to, guy. Tyreek seems stable. <laughs> yeah, it's going well. So does Tua. Tua is a not... That's the one thing. Tyreek takes a lot of attention off of Tua. Well, here's the other thing. Tyreek has always kind of been the uh, the apple of everyone's eye in his wide receiver room. What happens? I mean, Jalen Waddle, I think, had like 150 targets. Better like Jalen yeah. Waddle's good. Katnan says QB sneak with no timeouts and 14 seconds left. Dot 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 dot. Yeah, I mean, and that's not you know that was uh, what did McCarthy call it during Hard Knocks? Gro- groovy time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> taco taco Tuesdays. What do they call it? Uh, crunch time. Whatever Mike McCarthy it. and the Dallas Cowboys officially ended hard knocks. Like it's no longer a consumable product for me. After I watched that first episode, it died to me. Yeah, I didn't make it through. I, the last episode I saw was, uh, I think Dak uh, got a gift, like a twenty thousand dollars suitcase. That was like one of the highlights of the episode from Zeke. Yeah. I was like, all right. That's... Oh, I guess there was the the highlight was probably Jerry Jones eating the McMuffin. With a fork and knife, yeah, and he poured a bunch of salt on it. Remember, <laughs> I don't know if he had a fork and knife, but yeah, that was uh, that was something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter how rich you are; you can always get the egg McMuffin. Do we do we have a uh, uh, an announcement date? Like, has the NFL said when a Deshaun ruling is coming? It's it feels like people are talking like investigation has to be wrapping up sometime soon. But well, the the, the cases. Someone in the league told me that. Nothing's going to happen until after football season. Like that was a deal that, like, it's weird. Deshaun's been cutting deals with like the 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 powers that be. Like n- nothing's going to be settled this year. It's going to happen in 2023. You're saying if he gets suspended for a year, it'll be for the 23 season? No, no, no. I, I'm I'm saying with the courts. Oh, nothing okay. is going to be once the season starts. It's like off limits or something. That's what I was told by someone in the league. Like they're not the 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 the, the trials or the civil cases. It's very bizarre. People, hmm. did you see the defense attorney? Because there was rumors that like De- Deshaun's lawyer had avoided some things for uh, criminal charges and Florio wrote this thing like this feels kind of shady. And then the DA came back and said, we always interact with the lawyers on both sides. We do nothing nefarious. Like there's there's a lot of weird things with this whole situation. I think a lot of people are very, very uncomfortable with the way it's all going. Clearly, a lot of paperwork to keep track of. So I, a lot of fucking people moving, a lot of moving parts here, guy. 
Jordan says probably before training camp. Todd says NFL will want to bury it before a long weekend. See, I don't know if the NFL is going to want to bury it. I, if they suspend it for a year, want, I think they're. I think they're going to want to ce- celebrate. Yes, look not look the. At, at, yeah, we would. We will not stand for this. Look at us. You don't do this one eight o'clock on a Friday. But they. But here's the thing, the Browns set it up with a million dollar salary, so it's like. Well, exactly. That's what I've been saying. They, like they expect it. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I heard Mary Kay on Monday on Sirius XM on the just and I was listening to NFL radio this morning and she said that um, she she thought that the Browns expected about a six game suspension when the year start. Like when they signed them, we'll get six games and that they feel good about having like their thing was we'll have Jacoby start for you know a couple months and then we'll get back to Deshaun. Do you think that's but pretty that, arrogant to think that way uh, two yes. months ago? Yes. Like. Of course. Based on what, guys? I just think it sounds the guy just missed a year. I just think if you're sitting in a room like they're not going to suspend him for a year, will they? And you're like, ah, no, not a year. But he chose to miss the year. Like I they, understand. I'm just saying I can understand how these guys sit around and go. They're not going to suspend a year. You're not going to suspend a year, right? I just I, I agree with you. It is arrogant to think that way. But a year is so long that maybe you just it's think unheard like, of. Yeah. So, but she said that they um, that they feel comfortable with Deshaun if he has to start some of the year. If they have to get a quarterback for the whole year, she's not as sure that they feel comfortable with Jacoby starting the whole year. So, uh, you know that to me screams. Now you got to figure out Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to figure out what to do with Baker because he is not playing for them again. She made that clear. Like they're going to do whatever it takes to never have Baker play another down. But he's still he's eighteen million dollars. Tory on the stream says Dan Patrick said on his show today that he had a source that said something would happen within a week. Hmm. But remember, if he's suspended for the year, I think technically he can still show up for training camp. You know, because when the guys get suspended for like PEDs and stuff, they still practice and then they go away like September first. So that, yeah, but that's a weird spot. You're not like giving him first team reps. I mean, no, no. Jacoby only costs four million bucks. Like you can put a twenty million dollar quarterback on that roster. Yeah, the problem though is more than likely it feels like they're gonna have to cut Baker Mayfield for eighteen point eight million dollars. So the Jimmy thing to get facilitated, which would make a lot of sense because they're a playoff level team, he runs a Kyle Shanahan offense, would be to work out some financial agreement where whatever the amount of money they can fit under their cap and then incentivize like if I'm the starter, basically I mean, enormous in game bonuses, maybe like seven hundred and fifty yeah. grand, so it can add up to immediately you're making low twenties, right? And I have a chance to have a season like I just did, stay healthy, and then boom, I'm hitting the market as a guy, a quarterback. I do think he would earn a lot of credit, even if he played just like he did at the Browns made the, the playoffs as a starting quarterback. Because we've seen over and over, like it's hard to get a starting quarterback, no matter how good your roster is, that can lead you to the playoffs as your starting quarterback. And lead is strong. You know what I mean? Be yeah. Your, yep. Be your quarterback on a playoff team. Yeah, make a few throws. I, I'm with you. I think it's he would have a lot of incentive to work within whatever the Browns' salary needs are. Did Greg Papa? Hey, was he, not was he a mind reader on this one? Papa brought this one up like March. I think it was early April. He said it on on this show. Um, but you know, Jimmy has a lot of incentive. Obviously, there's not really that many other places for him to go. But it would kind of be. It would be falling into a pretty great situation for him because you're right. He'd get a lot of credit just for handling 
even though it wouldn't be messy in the locker room necessarily, it'd be kind of awkward. And uh, it's a good fit. I mean, it's a good team. It'd be awkward how? Well, it's just, you know, it's not awkward with him and his teammates. I just mean it's not a clean situation. It's just oh, a yeah, messy yeah. situation. That's all. I think you made the point. It, it would He would just get credit for it. He is a stable guy. This is an unstable situation, instable situation. And now Jacoby, I think, is a stable guy, too. So there, and that's the other thing. You need a backup quarterback when Jimmy's there. So it'd be because you might miss a couple of games. Why well, I think with the Deshaun Watson cloud that's hanging over them now, stability and just some norm normalcy is something that I would yearn for if I was in their front office, given that I everyone's going to get crushed. And I'm not saying that their front office didn't want Deshaun. But the only reason they have Deshaun is $230 million, and the owner has to be okay with that, and he was the reason. Like I, I think Deshaun Watson is on that team. I don't know what the pie chart, but Jimmy Haslam gets a large percentage of the pie chart. And like, But the front office, you know, the head coach and the GM are the ones that talk. Like Jimmy Haslam never has to say anything. You're saying right? if Jimmy's not the owner, you think Deshaun may not be on the team? Like from the yeah, beginning, because, they wouldn't have signed him. Because think about all the other owners that were no like the reason he's on that team, period, point blank, end of story, is the money, right? It's the only reason. And all the other teams had the chance to match. He would have rather gone to Atlanta. He would have rather gone to New Orleans. They all said no. Every single one of them said, no, we're not doing this. You Carolina. know why? It was insane. Carolina, the guy, so, he's basically like uh, Steve Cohen light. I mean, that guy created his own LLC to build a practice facility that then the, the the city of Charlotte, like, stopped paying him. He just said, fuck it, I'm going to stop building it and just went bankrupt. Did you see that story? No. He, so they're just stopped building the practice facility because they stopped funding their half. And he's like, fine, I'm not funding it anymore either. Like, he's just he's a crazy money guy. And even he was like, I'm not giving you $230 million. One, based on precedent, it doesn't make any sense. And two the potential outcome of what we're seeing now is insanity. Like they're screwed. Now this is where I was hard on the 49ers. Cause I thought like I pretending or not pretending, but hoping for a Teddy Bridgewater level injury injury. I always thought was nuts, but maybe that's not what they were hoping for. Maybe they were just hoping for chaos somewhere, or maybe they just hoped whether it's an injury, whether it's chaos, something will happen and they may end up benefiting. Or maybe it was just specifically this situation. Like, it's our last... Maybe it was this situation. End of the day, we can cut it. Maybe that's why Greg brought it up. Maybe Greg knew that's what they were thinking. Maybe that's why. State of the franchise. Exactly why. Yeah. He He hosted it. Yeah. Guy was like, keep an eye on the brownies. You know, I I saw an interview with Jeff Goldblum the other day. You know Jeff Goldblum, the actor? Yeah, Jurassic Park. And listening to him talk, I'm like... I think he's him and Papa kind of have a similar vibe. They're, they're both very sensual. What, just the way they talk. Ta- what was he talking about? Just talking about random stuff. Just whatever. Just promoting Jurassic Park. Really? Oh, he's and, in the new. Oh, I guess they're all in the new yeah, one. Yeah, they're all in the new one. Heard just the terrible. way he talks. He like repeat. Is it out already? I think so. Yeah, it came out last week. Maybe he just repeats names. He'll be like John Middlecoff. John Middlecoff. You know, Papa does that. You know, yeah. it's just, I don't know. There was a similar, I was like, you know, I think they're similar. These two would get along. Stephen A does the same thing, except he screams. He definitely screams it. And then Draymond's just screaming, shut up into the camera. Shut up. Festus, Festus Azili interviewing him. You got anything else to say? Shut up. Shut up. 
when you when the huge shit talker does triumph, you're in trouble. There's no avoiding it. No. There's no avoid. I mean, guy, have you seen just like occasionally I'll just the last several days just peek at his Twitter? I he'll rattle off like 17 quote tweets. You can tell like he's just brewing. Buker, boom, Nick Wright. I mean, he just I, and some of them, they're not adding them. So clearly he's searching. Maybe they, someone set up a folder. I, I mean, he is <laughs> emptying the clip. Like You think they're carving hours. like 30 minutes out of his day to respond just to quote? Yeah, tweet? but he has like a group that he responds to and then another There's group team. that he responds to. Yeah, and then it's just like, but the, like, these topics are kind of all over the map. Then he'll hit the individual players, like went after Jaw, went after a couple other guys. Wait, ja, it's you just, don't get to say you're in their dome. You just you just don't get to say that, you know? No. Because he told Jaws, ja like, I'm coming to your streets. Christmas Day. Well, he's like, that was a good one. He's like, Christmas Day, right here. I'll see you. Draymond's like, yeah, man, it's not how it works. The champs don't go on the road on Christmas Day. He's like, fine, I'll come to you. Well, who's to say that the Grizzlies are getting that game? Jaws trying to I, speak into existence. No, I, I'd go like Bucks. Warriors. I'd go Bucks. I'd go yeah. what you think the finals could be. I'd go Bucks Warriors or KD, or you get Celtics. You could do that too. Yeah, you do need to do a couple inner conference games, right? Like Celtics Bucks or Celtics Nets. It Kawak- feels like they typically do that. Kawakami had a good tweet today. He's like, you know, it just occurred to me, Durant's been on the Nets as long as he was on the Warriors at this point. That's pretty it's crazy. A, it's a rough time for him, man. It's you know, there's just certain times when things don't go as well. Like ultimately, Brady. It's going to be impossible for Belichick to win the breakup, right? It's like he's never going to win a Super Bowl. I, 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 hell, I don't even think he's going to make the playoffs. But last year, just like, okay, Mac Jones, they won 11 games. Like, Bill's a legitimate – like, he, he could win fine with random people if his whole career. Would he have won seven or six Super Bowls? Probably not. But could he have figured out a way to win one or two? Of course. Like, there is a chance that Kevin Durant, like, keeps getting bounced in the first rounds. Kyrie leaves because they're like, bro, we ain't giving you $200 million. We'll give you, like, one year. Kyrie's like, fuck you. So he's like, okay, opt out, leave. We don't even care. And then Kevin, you know, is going to get mad. Like, that's my buddy. And then things are the, – the Nets are the end. And Ben Simmons won't be playing. Yeah, he'll quit. And, you know, it's like he's got another back injury. Honestly, he might be it. better off. But how do you buy another play? Like, they would be screwed. Is, is Steve Nash even still their coach? Did he quit? I, you know, just, I, I think they're in trouble. His career, he is. The other thing is, Kevin Durant is like, oh, he came out of high school. Was he twenty eight years old? He's like thirty four years old. Like he is. Him and Steph are the same age. Yeah, but I'd bet how many more? Like just what the mileage on his body? How has he's definitely played more games than Steph has, right? And he's torn Achilles. So I mean, that's just he's got. So he's, he's got a new tire. He's played nine hundred and thirty nine games. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a major. So maybe he hasn't played because he missed. Although Steph missed some time. Yeah, he's played 113 more games than Steph has. Don't you think he's sneaky older than most people would assume? Steph's rookie Kevin year Durant was 9 10. Yeah, Durant came in 07 08. I mean, you think most people been, would be like, yeah, Kevin Durant's 35 years old? I think. How old I don't think he? people. I don't think people think he's 28. He, he his, turns. He, he turns 34 in September. Oh, so he's actually a little. So not, is he younger than Steph? Yeah, Steph's thirty-four. That does not feel like it. Does it feel like they're the same age? Basically, feels like Steph's a year younger, but he's not. Yeah, maybe the same age. Steph's hair is strong. Obviously, that's a factor. 
Like, how old would you guess Mike Trout is? Uh, 31. Yeah, you're close. He's, he turns 31 th- in a couple months. Playing three playoff games, so that's going well. What a waste. What an absolute waste. Is Otani, did you see the thing the other day? Otani wants a four year, $200 million contract, or that's what people are suggesting he's going to get 50, 50 a, year. a year? Yeah. Well, Anthony Go ahead, Rendon. Sign that in Anaheim, bro, and good luck to you. What Anthony Rendon, I, I saw like Fox News was tweeting about it like 99 games since signing for 200 plus million dollars. I mean, it's got it. It's at least Pools played, right? He wasn't any good, but he was always playing. DH. Right Rendon, is that one of an all time bad or Strasburg all time bad contracts? Yeah, I mean, both all coming off the same team. Like I told you the other day, Strasburg's played nine games since he signed his big contract. So what they sign? He signed for how much? Two thirty nine. I mean, is that what you said Rendon signed for? I, I would guess two fifty, two hundred, somewhere in that range. It was a lot. It was like seven years, two twenty or two fifty or something. So Strasburg signed for two forty five. <laughs> Rendon <laughs> signed for two forty five. They were both seven year, two hundred forty five. Yeah. So that's going I, well. I, I just never understand when, and again, it's just, it's social media. I mean, there's a chance less than 5% of societies, even on Twitter, if you factor in Elon's math, that when I see, but I do see people in the media, and I, I actually don't think that's out of their own possibility, that people in the media are like, these guys deserve guaranteed contracts. Talking about the NFL. Do you know how terrible that would be for the league and the fans and the consumer? Like this would happen all the time. I, and I the think teams the- would be screwed. Don't you think the best model is you can make money younger? Like baseball's model's bad. Like I want to pay you the money when you're in your prime, which is what does happen in football, right? You get paid All the really time. quick. Yeah. And then when you're 32. Tyreek's what, 28? He's on his third contract. Yeah. Like football, the, the 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 models where you get your big contract when you're, how old was Rendon had to be 29 when he, maybe older actually. He was an old guy, right? Yeah, he was older. When he got that contract, well, what's the, wouldn't you say the best thing in football is to be a second or third round pick and become no, a star? Was, yeah, he was like thirty when he got that contract. Yeah, the Debo Samuel, in theory, AJ Brown, AJ Brown. I mean, the good thing of being about being now, Khalil, Khalil would say, right well, away. yeah, Khalil would also say, well, if you're a top five pick, you get a huge, you get thirty million dollars, then you sign a ninety million. So yeah, Debo, yeah, it's better. You know, his first contract's like three million. Nick Bosa isn't looking at Debo and being like, I wish our trade, our draft spots were reversed. Yeah. There's a reason he's not freaking out. It isn't a bad thing, though, to be a second, third, fourth round pick and become a star. Kittle, right? Because you do get paid a year earlier, though you've made way less. Yeah. It's just better to be a defensive end or a quarterback drafted second. That's just, I'll tell you the worst case scenario Lamar, the 32nd pick. It's like, oh, we got your fifth year option. (laughs) You're like, God damn it. <laughs> I want to be a free agent. But at the same time, like if you're Lamar of all people, shouldn't you really be able to hold them hostage? Like they need I, you. You're a quarterback and you're a good one. You're not Kyler. You you are an MVP. You've proven it. Well, I, and again, this guy's a rookie, but he's a high level guy. I saw it was on uh, the, you know, those coward hired those guys from Notre Dame to do the podcast last year, Kyle Hamilton, like three other guys on the team. And they did once a week podcast once the NIL thing happened. And, you know, he's been at practice and stuff. Well, Kyle went back on to the podcast and they just it basically the podcast. Again, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it was the three guys. And he was back from, it looked like from his apartment in Baltimore. And the whole thing was basically like, what was training camp? You know, what was OTAs like? 
and he talked about Lamar showing up. And he's like, Jesus Christ. He's like, RDB coach says, you know, six, uh, six, six feet is open or maybe six inches or six, whatever is small. He's like, what you used to think was open in college now is like, it's way smaller. And he was like, the thing you don't realize about Lamar is how fast the ball is, how well he spins it. Obviously how quick he is, but like how good of a thrower he is. I'm a step slow. The guy's open. He's completing it. Yeah. And he's just like, can you imagine coming from like Ian Book and the guy he was used to in practice to like Lamar Jackson? <laughs> you know, it's like, holy, holy cannoli. Holy cannoli. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He threw 36 touchdowns, had nine picks in 20, in uh, 19. That was MVP year. 36 and nine. Now, last year he was 16 and 13. He was hurt. He was 26 and nine. Sorry, 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 sorry. 36 and six as an MVP. Well, what was he in the the COVID year? 26 and nine. What would Kyle Shanahan do for that? Well, if I told you they paid him a shit ton of money and he was 26 and nine for the next three years, that's probably, I mean, it's not 36, but you would take that plus his running. Yeah, well, what's he running for? I bet he'd average with his eyes closed six touchdowns running, and their run game's good. I, they would, but my point is like, would Kyle Shanahan take that for the next four years with Trey Lance, twenty six and nine? Fuck yeah. Well, Jimmy never can do that. So. I'm kidding me. Not, if you just told me, don't even tell me the touchdowns. Trey Lance throws nine picks. I'd say he probably has a really good year. Yeah, because there is. A I know Kyle's going to get. Yeah, and I know Kyle will get guys open, and they'll throw, and they'll run, and they'll be, you know. That part In of the fairness with 17 games, if you start all 17 games, unless you're like Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, it is hard to throw single-digit picks and be an aggressive thrower, right? Well, how many? Yeah, I mean, how many guys threw single-digit picks last year? I'd guess Rodgers, Brady. I think Car- Carr had before, but he definitely threw it over last year because I, I remember you saying his numbers. I mean, true start, not non like backup fill-in guys. I it couldn't have been more than a couple. Yeah, honestly, it might have just been Rodgers, would be my guess. Uh, so I got to scroll past the junk of guys who threw none but stink. Uh, sorry, stand by. Here we go. Uh, Brady threw. Uh, Brady threw twelve. Rodgers threw four. Cousins threw seven. Wentz sneaky only threw seven. Wentz Ru- get talked about like he sucked, and maybe he's not as bad as people think. Russell threw six, but missed a bunch of games. Goff threw eight, missed three games. Uh, Teddy threw seven, started 14 games. Did you see Jared got engaged? Hurts threw nine. I did not see that. Same girl? SI model, yeah. So you can't wait to spend the rest of her life with her. Quote, I think. <laughs> Good for him. She's like, uh, can we go back to L.A.? <laughs> I'm going to spend the winter here. The good the good thing for them is the good thing for them is this probably is last year in the Lions would be my guess. Yeah. And then I think the question is going to be Shanahan's backup. Yeah. Does he have a he'll have been in the league, whatever, eight years. I mean, is he destined for another eight as a backup? Does he get a chance to start again, or is he just a full-time five, six million dollar backup moving forward? Do you think? I think so. Backup I, only. I think a backup, but on a good like he's a backup on a good team. 
like, hey, you want to be Josh Allen's backup for five million dollars and come be a good guy, or Andy Reid's backup, or yeah, I mean, you yeah. gotta, you know, the the quarterback run game just goes by the wayside when that happens for your backup quarterback. But why he can't move? Before. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks. I mean, I I think he would have a bunch of options, wouldn't he? Colts, Matt Ryan. He's basically a Matt Ryan clone. Again, though, he's I mean, he's been used to he's had a good little run of cash here. It's gonna get divided by about six. Like he, he, I mean, there's a decent chance he never makes over double digit millions again, right? Inflation, you know, capital. Yeah, I mean, the starters are going to be so expensive too. That's the other thing, right? Starters are going to start making forty five million dollars. Like, can I pay my backup? I know, even though I know the cap now. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Can I pay my backup eleven? No, no. Now you're not saying pay him eleven to be a backup. You're saying do the whatever the Panthers sign him for eleven or the Bears, you know, like the Andy Dalton contract. But is he better doing like a two-year, $10 million to be Josh Allen's backup and have a set job? But maybe the Bills can't Most pay that amount. play, right? Yeah. Most guys want to play. So hard to blame. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? what is the uh, the British Open? Who's carrying that? Um, is that CBS this year? No, I think NBC usually carries the British, if I remember correctly. All right, so I'm going to be back to Peacock for golf. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Peacock in the morning for a featured group. Then I'll go to Golf Channel. Then I'll go to NBC. Then I'll go to USA. Then I'll go back to Peacock. USA, I did truly, I'm not being funny or trying to be funny. I did not know USA Network was still operating until I had to find golf this weekend. But you don't scroll. That's your pro- like you, if you when you scroll like from what have Fox you watched on USA Network? But I pass it when I scroll, so I know it exists. I just, to me, it's crazy that I had to start on. I started on Peacock. I then went to NBC. Then I went to USA. Then I went back to Peacock. People keep telling me the future is here with streaming. I mean, it is bad for the consumer. It's got to evolve into something better than this because right now it is a pain in the ass for the. And I don't want to be complaining about streaming guy. I I embrace streaming. You know that you do too. ESPN Plus, Peacock, I, Hulu. I don't have that one, but ESPN Plus, I got on that who, one like who three years the, ago. Who was like second best, I think. My dad said he's going to get Hulu, but I got to I gotta hope that it's better. This is not good for the consumer right now, the way you have to jump around to find shit. I, I know most people don't have Comcast, I just, or at least I know we're very segmented. I do think, and you taught me this a long time ago, that C button is all the sports on the right side. You press yeah. C. Well, if you press C, it you College World Series. The see you don't you, you that when you press C you see it all. I never had to choose. It just said U.S. Open, so I I hit it. U.S. Gotcha. Open, I hit it. Gotcha. So it, it, I didn't know whether I was on USA and obviously on Sunday it was NBC. I think the whole day or Peacock because it just takes you there. I actually think it was very very easy if you had Comcast. Now a lot of people have Directv. A lot of people do not. I 100% agree, but. Just being around a two and a half year old now, he's a long time away from being a advertising revenue generator. But I think if you go to people in their twenties, and honestly, like five six years younger than us, my brother is a good example, and he watches a ton of PJ Tour golf. They do not have; they only have streaming services. So, like, we are ten years away from people in their mid forties that are usually the highest earners and highest earning potentials for the next. 15 years with the kids never having any of this. So it's like, 
and I know your complaints always the buffet is very complicated and it sounds better in theory. It's not not true. Yeah. But like we haven't just jumped the shark on all like we're never going back. And honestly, like to me, NBC, Fox and CBS, are they even around in five, six years? Because like, where do you get them? You are broadcast channels around. I, I, I don't think. The I think they are leagues but, are going. Yeah, I don't think the they they're around until the leagues abandon them. Until the leagues think they get more eyeballs on streaming than they can on those channels. Is like, that the only are, thing keeping them alive? You think right now? Um, I mean, I still think they just get a lot of eyeballs for a lot of stuff. Even though it's all got to be weighed down, there's a reason the USFL launched on NBC and or Fox and CBS at the same time, and that was by far and away their highest rated week of USFL football. Right? But see, you see again, you just go channel to channel, like you go to what you when you go to guide, like I do. I, I'm old school that way. USFL is on every single week, giving them content on NBC or Fox, like yeah. on Saturday morning. You'll right. just be well, like. What's on TV? USFL games are sneaky. Always. Have you noticed that? They're always on. My dad was asking me, he's like, what's the deal? And I said, well, I don't know. My guess is a lot of these leagues have been around long enough. You know how much the league is going to cost. And you know how much money you're going to make if you have something else on television. And how much money you'll make if you put this on television. So even so if even you get 500,000 people watching, yeah. who cares? So even if the league doesn't last, even if you never get to the 2023 USFL draft, you had this year of money making that maybe you wouldn't have had otherwise. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't I saw know. Jeff Jeff Fisher went two and eight. I saw Jeff Fisher team. went two and eight. I saw that. Did you see the two one and eight, one and eight teams played each other for the number one pick? The winner got the top pick, not the loser. See, one reason you know I know you didn't necessarily mean this, but like I don't think they're necessarily going away. I think they're cost controlled. It's relatively cheap because I heard Coward say one thing that reason Fox likes USFL is they know the exact cost. The players mm-hmm. cost nothing. They now facilitate it all in the one spot. And like you said, they're not looking for 7 million people to watch. If they just hit whatever their break-even point is, it might be 380 grand on Saturday morning, which sneaky, right? This time of year, there's not much else on television. It's no. not like, well, I gotta, I, what, I'm not going to watch Penn State play Ohio State or I'm not going to watch Michigan State play Duke in basketball. Those are all over. And now there's only a couple majors left. Really, there's just one. Like, what else is even on? There's nothing on Saturday morning. That's one. But that's Sunday morning, right? It's always Sunday. I thought it was on Saturdays. Maybe qualifying on Saturdays. That's not the same. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the Sundays. You're right. Um, NASCAR, NASCAR Sunday, too. NASCAR soccer will be Saturday mornings. But Apple TV just bought MLS. So I would imagine that is that going to be the only place to watch MLS is whenever their contract. That's starts? a good question. I don't know. Is Peacock doing a, a a weekly baseball game in the morning on like one of the mornings, Saturday or Sunday mornings? Is there Who a Peacock the baseball game on Friday? Apple, Apple TV. Is that where they threw Katie Nolan or someone like? Yeah, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on Apple TV. Um. Yeah, I just I have a smart TV, LG. No MLB TV app for some reason. I can only have to have a Samsung to get the MLB TV app on my smart TV. So I got to plug in a fire stick or whatever. That's stupid. That's stupid. So, I mean, we're getting there, but we're, we're not there now. Now you're right. There will be, there will come a time. Like I was watching, I was streaming the uh, Stanford Auburn baseball game today. I have no idea what channel it was on. So just now when I went to go to my TV, instead of streaming on my laptop, when I go to my TV, I didn't know, was I watching ESPN? Was I watching ESPN two? Cause on the guide, the game was already over. You know what I mean? So it wasn't on the guide. So how do I find that game? Xfinity, like you said, you hit C button, you see there's a live game. I just talk, but it didn't work. See, um, but I think that's com- like 
No, I think well, my, I'm agreeing with you. You're, you're right. Like, you don't necessarily need to know where it is when you're streaming. You just click. There's an image of the game. You click it. For sure. The but thing I was, I went like, to Peacock. It had seven things at the top. It was like below deck Mediterranean. Uh, basketball wives. I don't even know all the stuff that was on there. See, I, I the think you're playing, I, see, I think you're playing a little dumb, though, in like the College World Series. Obviously, ESPN carries it, so it's on ESPN or ESPN2. Well, yeah, but I was clicking around like we're in the middle of something. Second, you know, I'm only using like an eighth of my brain. I'm like ESPN2. It's not there. Fuck, maybe it's on ESPNU. What channel is that? Yeah, no, it's – I had no problem with that. I'm just – I was – what I was saying was actually to support your point that when you are streaming, it doesn't matter what channel it is because you're not going through a guide. You're just no. clicking on, here's the game, let me click on it, and I'm watching golf or I'm watching golf, whatever. Because most of them have the, li- the live sports thing on streaming package, right? And you can just go, this game's on. Yeah, this game's watch on, now. It's usually on. at the top of the, right? You sign into streaming, it's at the top. I know a lot of people, I think they were complaining about it, and I don't think you fall into this category. We had it pretty good because you're Comcast, and it's we have the access to every place that the U.S. Open was on. Peacock's a free lo- with Comcast, yeah. A lot of people, I don't think, if you have DirecTV or whatever, some. I mean, I think there's like three other ones, right? Plus, Big ones. regionally, there's a million things, like Spectrum or yeah, 3M, or, or I don't even know. Yeah, for sure. So it would get a little more complicated. But I'd say for, for me and you too, it was it, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> but you did have to switch actual channels if you, you know, when it would turn off. The other thing is like my stream, I'm watching Peacock, I'm streaming, and then it just says, it's over. I'm like, well, what do I do now? I didn't, I didn't watch, I didn't have the volume on for the eight seconds when Nance told me what to do next or Steve Sands told me what to do next. So what do I do? Well, I, and I think there's part of a learning process, right? Right. That's my like, that my ultimate point is we are not in future yet. Like it still has to get better than this. That's my point. True. Which natural? I mean, at one well, point in time, Netflix delivered DVDs to your mailbox, right? Well, yeah. Or you was Netflix the one? I guess that was Redbox that you went and got the DVD from the. There's still the one CBS. outside of a Seven Eleven, right? What are they doing? <laughs> They're still advertising. They must carry some other stuff. Yeah, must have some good DVDs. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you about before I said the future is here. Well, I just think we're in the middle of a transitional period, and that period is always I, I think it gets frustrating because I was watching David, and I, I think all these kids probably the last this like, is your decade, nephew, my nephew, but he's you know, we've seen kids now for a decade plus of iPads quiet them down and in fairness it's a go-to move everyone's like no i'm not and it's like you just have to do it because he's just not gonna he's like a dog they're not gonna listen so how can that guy because even you and i growing up like i used to go to the library my dad used to force me to read but like our tv had five channels so a lot of times like even when i was seven like there's nothing on there i wanted you to would watch. turn it off you'd be like it's daytime tv this, this sucks or if like <laughs> the, i didn't have a movie like the entertainment wasn't good enough how is that and and I do not read, and I'm not proud to say it. I do, I do learn a lot. I'm a very curious human, but I learn through audiobooks, YouTube, and podcasts. Like that's how I do all my learning. How is these this generation that is probably ten and under that have been having screens in front of their face the entire life ever going to read? How is that going to be possible? It's it's not part of the stimulation of reading, which again I've read my whole life, and it's awesome when you're reading a good book. But a lot of times it takes a little bit to get into it, right? But that's the thing with a visual, you know, whatever, it hits you right away. There is a stimulation in your brain. These kids, yeah, it's drugs. they're going to be complete. 
Yeah, but they're going to be completely. It's like sugar. You, you think you think tech dominates now? That, I mean, it's we are only, and this is why I'm so bullish on like what we do. We haven't even fucking scratched the surface. If, if we were like Christopher Columbus sailing around, trying, we haven't even seen seen land yet. We're just we're just going, going like it's not even close. Now, I mean, obviously there are elements like robots and stuff. Like we we are Ro- in the robot infancy. pods. No, did Ro- you see the Ro- robot, robot pods? Did you see the robot just, dribbling? I saw someone said Jason Tatum or uh, yeah, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. You think it's just going to be a robot podcast where it just like analyzes al- al- algorithm? It knows what the hot topic on Twitter is, and then it just does a pod. What did you see? The guy at Google said that some of their AI could read people's brains. Well, they said it came to life. Is what he said. That it's like a, th- a it's like a like had a personality. Yeah, which. Elon's been saying that for a decade. Like these guys are genius. Think of the algorithms; they know everything you think already. Literally, I mean, it's like I, I say Advil. Like I need some Advil. I'm just because say that to my mom. All of a sudden, I look at my 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 Instagram feed. It's got like eight different drugs for me to buy. It's like how are they doing this? Well, they're listening. Well, yeah, I'll tell but you who's listening? You know, Oracle. Yeah, Larry Ellison. Uh, how do you say that word? Sentinel? I saw that word. Yeah. Did you know what that word meant when you saw it? No, I just knew in the context of the thing I read what it meant. You know what I mean? But if you would say that word to me, I would not have been able to define it for you. Uh, and he got fired, right? Because they thought this guy's gonna because this guy's gonna give it all up. Yeah. Now the one thing that probably is coming eventually, these companies that you know are, are gonna eventually get some pushback from the powers that be, but they have so much money. Cause I do think of the, the, the just prevailing sentiment. If you just talk to a random person, I do think more and more people get a little uncomfortable with everything. That's you see, like you say something, you see it on Instagram. That's just a human reaction. Like, God, that's a little weird, but it's not like you're going to delete your Instagram. So. All the and the problem is they're so much smarter than anyone in office. So it's like, the people that run those companies don't fully understand what it is they're doing. Their engineers no. get it. Yeah. But they're not necessarily doing it themselves. Yeah. It's well, Elon couldn't build a car. No, he couldn't build a Tesla. Oh, but, but he, he I'd he's say pretty he, smart about it though. Yeah. He has an idea. He knows what he's what doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else to mention today? We could talk about that for a while. Luckily that topic's not going anywhere. We've got uh, oh, PTI's on John. Sometimes when I want to just settle in, you know, go into a bubble, flip on some PTI. We didn't have cable when I was a kid, so I did read a lot of reading. I get nostalgic I, sometimes when I just see it in the background if I'm like at a place. I'm like, oh, it's still going strong. Yeah, I'll, I'll always give it some of my attention. I saw One thing, this, though, I think now is like those two guys made a lot of money off that show. Like that paid for a lot of their big. But it was never and that in depth anyway. You know, each topic 60, a minute and a half. So it's no, my point is, I mean, what would you guess they've both made over the course of the 25 years doing the show? 30, 40 million each. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, that's my point. I mean, they've profited heavily. Are you saying, though, that the content's not as good anymore? Is that what you're saying? No, well, it's the same show. It's always yeah, been. Yeah. It's just like. Back then, you had to wait to get takes. Now, I've heard the take on Kyrie Irving from 17 million people. Uh, I saw there's a uh, and Audible. I mean, they're old. I mean, Tony's old. old. Yeah, Tony's old. Mm-hmm. Audible has like a show, but it's on Audible. I don't even know it's, what Audible it's, is. 
Well, you know, like book on tape. It's just book on. It's Amazon's book on tape. Uh, book on tape. Oh. Kittle <laughs> audiobook. Kittle? Yeah, it's like it's just audiobook. It's audiobook. Gotcha. Amazon's audiobook platform, and they have sh- they're going to have like a, they have shows with actors, like but it's audio only, right? So they're telling the story of whatever it is, but it's just audio, but with actors doing voices and scenes and stuff. I haven't heard what it sounds like yet. But that is how rate like that before there was television, there was radio and on radio. That's exactly what they did. Like it's come full circle. Yeah, I agree. But the I'd say the difference, like the written word has been destroyed financially, right? The power that it used to have the last like 10 years, audio and video have continued to pump huge cash. hundred percent. But audio almost, it felt like, if not for digital audio, audio would have gone away, right? With the written word also, right? Uh, digital audio. I'm talking about di- if not for digital, oh, if not oh, for yeah. podcast, I thought, if not I, I for thought, book. I thought, yeah, yeah. It would have done Being the able to thing. stream your, you know, whoever. Yeah. Rogan. Yeah. I mean, I guess Rogan is not a radio show. I do right. think audio is always going to be consumed. It could be well, because, on that one. Well, no, because it's it doesn't require your full attention. Yeah. It's easier than video. Until you, you're to watch YouTube on a, you ever try to watch a YouTube like on a walk and like bump into someone like I have done man, it where you like <laughs> I have done um, it you get, and then you put it in your pocket watching and- this uh <laughs> watching this Elon interview and he's talking about some shit. I was sorry. <laughs> he's like, bro, it's 90 fucking five degrees out here. Put your watch where you're going. Walking like this. <laughs> All right. Just watching Metallica t- t- talk uh, some stories here. <laughs> the algorithm that just shot me. I-, I wasn't even planning on watching YouTube, but I, I looked down at my phone, I clicked play, and I started watching. <laughs> yep. Now, when once your car starts self-driving, you won't you can just watch the YouTube, right? You can watch the live stream. One quick take on the actors. I wonder if you could like that might be a waste of money. Because you got to pay them a lot of money, probably to do that. And I yeah, it might it might money. not be. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what you make back on it. But my point is just that is how before television, but after books, radio started, and there was Orson Welles. They would do these things live. They'd have a bunch of actors doing all the voices and sound effects and stuff. But that was like appointment radio listening was the, those types of kind of variety radio shows, and um. It's a pretty interactive way to get people to listen. to. It's a way to get people to listen, right? It's not one voice. It is. I don't know. I think it's kind of an interesting idea. It's not uh, a terrible idea. No, it's. It, but you're right. It's the. Will, will the overhead be worth what you get out of it? Because we've are seen you like creating with, the with, movies, or are you doing like Top Gun or something? Yeah, they're, they're just. It's like a. It, it's a. It's a. It's like a podcast, a story podcast, basically. Was it one of the biggest mo- uh, podcasts of all time? The crime one. Yeah. Now, did that have actors, or was that one person kind of telling the story? As I think went? it was one person narrating it, kind of like a book. You don't necessarily need famous people. You don't need... Th- that's my point. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you do at all. Now, it does get people's attention, and the voices, like, oh, that's... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Don Draper is in this one. Oh, he... So that's, what's his, what's that's a name? new little revenue stream for some of these guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Mann... Uh, nope, not close. Uh, Don Draper. He's Kirby uh, Enthusiast. Some ham. Right? John. John Hamm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, I think we'll be back on Tuesday, at least with a live show. It might also be a podcast, but we'll be back on Tuesday as well. Um, And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully by Tuesday we'll have 
a guest to tell you guys about that's coming up this oh yeah <laughs> something something might have made some headlines over the last six months so we're excited saying. about that yeah uh I'd all right we'll be making headlines make a headline right here on this show that's not what we're about no. peace thanks for hanging with us everybody when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.